untamed, exploring the Texas coast. From Sabine to South Padre, we plan and execute the most exciting and authentic coastal experiences Texas has to offer, including fishing, paddling, surfing, and camping. Brought to you by Untamed Out. If you didn't know, hummingbirds are a huge deal in Rockport because when they migrate through, they cloud the sky. Just like hummingbirds, the bull reds are making their way down the coast waiting for you to get a line in front of them. From ducks to tarpon, redfish and hummingbirds, Fish Camp Rockport is the best place on the Texas coast to take advantage of migrating wildlife. Come stay with us and enjoy the start of fall weather where you can bring all your gear and spend time with friends and family. Go to untamedout.com and select featured properties. There you can search calendar availability, browse pictures, and have a hassle-free booking experience. Our custom containers feature the luxuries of home without compromising the wild of our coastal Texas nature. Fish Camp Rockport is the perfect base camp for any adventure. Again, go to www.untamedout.com to book your stay today. If you'd like to be a partner with us and become a sponsor of Untamed Out Exploring the Texas Coast podcast, send us an email at info at with the subject line sponsor and either Captain Travis or myself will get back in touch with you about future opportunities. And remember, you can listen to this podcast on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back and thanks for joining us for episode 11. I'm your host, Elliot Barr. And I'm Captain Travis Power of Lone Star Guide. Today we're going to be talking about our last trip to St. Charles Bay where we dumped the skiff off the side of the highway and uh, see what activity looks like back in the back creeks. But before we get to that, let's hit on a couple of things here. Uh, Travis, tell me about uh, what is the new feature of the Untamed Ranch in Matagorda? Oh, the talk of the town. (laughs) And by talk of the town, I mean like one Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah, dude, my moto track, man. Uh, yeah, we built a um, little side track, like a, a side excursion. But yeah, we built a, a motocross track in the front yard. So big jumps, tabletops. You're gonna be getting twenty foot airs. Like uh, I'm building an eighty foot quad. Um, we moved at two days. We moved at roughly num- on the numbers. I think we moved like three thousand yards of dirt. I don't even know what three thousand yards of dirt is. I don't either, um, but we moved a bunch of dirt, man. I mean, we cut a ditch probably about a half a mile long, and um, and we pulled all that dirt up to the front of the property, and uh, I got this guy that builds tracks that was kind of sketching out some ideas for me, uh-huh. and I'm going to get him to come in and shape it up. But So, yeah, dude, we... we um, you know, we're still... We're just still going through that mess with the, with the barn, but we're almost... Almost got it. It's looking good. And so, yeah, we broke off for a couple days. And um, I got in the buggy. And um, a guy helped me, got on the tractor with a disc and just followed me around in the buggy. And I just started driving, cutting the track out, right? And I kind of knew what I wanted. I wanted a big, like, step up up by the road, you know, by my front gate. Uh-huh. And, um, and I had some other ideas. And so we marked it out, got the drone up there. It looked super cool. And then... Next thing you know, we started <laughs> bringing dirt to the front and started piling it in spots. And I didn't really know it. Nobody really. That was kind of the first. I mean, it's a legitimate track, dude. So were, like the, were you all shaping it with a skid steer? Or? Dropping it. Yeah, dropping it with a, a scraper. And, yeah, we were shaping it with a skid steer. And then we, and we, I mean, you know, we, we had tractors and stuff. And we, we've 
we've got it all shaped up and smoothed out and we rolled it in and packed it in and uh-huh. and we cut all the drainage and all the ditches so everything drains dude it's and we got a big rain right after it and it doesn't hold any water nice it drains you know it's still real workable we've got sweeping turns we got sharp turns we got a banked turn you know we got an elevated bank turn we've got smaller mostly smaller tables it's mostly for my kids and friends and stuff but yeah put a big step up by the road i'm gonna put a big um kind of like two doubles and be like a double triple quad type deal uh-huh. and um you know it's a couple advanced features on there too but i'm excited um in true fashion i've built it not quite finished <laughs> and haven't really got to use it yet but but um but yeah no i saw one of the groups i saw a um a post is like who's building a motocross track in matagorda <laughs> and I, I i enjoyed reading all the comments well you said fun. you saw as you guys were pushing dirt around you saw cars slowing down on the highway to look to see what's going on dude non-stop man like an unbelievable amount like people drive up from town Go slow, pass the property up a little bit, turn around, slow down. You know, and it's like, yeah, it's like, Small I town. see you doing that. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, by all means, it's off the highway. You can do whatever you want. But I just feel like if I put that much effort into it, I'd like Stop go and inter- say hi. Yeah, go introduce myself or something. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Man. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so that's that's been a. But we've been making good headway, dude. We have been making great headway. We've been getting a lot of rain, yeah, which has you know slowed us down. But man, it's much needed. So we've got sloughs starting to fill with water. We've got the gators dispersing a little bit. Really oh, hoping good. to be holding some ducks real soon. Um, got to um, fix some culverts out there. Got some real good access to the river. And yeah, dude, it's been it's pretty sweet. Nice. So can I take my uh, mountain bike and ride on the track dude that's next big? man no we're building a mountain bike trail next yeah yeah sweet uh-huh so what else uh i i heard you brainstorming about a boat ramp oh it's dangerous for me to be out there man <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you so, can't spend too many days out there because then you just get you just well, you just start a new project and a new project and then they all get finished all at the same time but oh man i mean my buddy that's like helping me and it's like doing all the work right He's yeah just as bad as me i guess if i say it if i think it i say it and if i say it he does it you know what i mean and it's right. like nothing we can't do um yeah i saw i called the land office and i've got a phone call to like for the per you know for the permits for peers and bulkheads and stuff like yeah. that but i'm supposed to talk i like talked to like four people about this and I'm supposed to talk to this one person and yeah, dude, I want to put a boat ramp, dude. I just yeah. want my own. It's just a small little ramp to launch the skiffs, you know? Right. And uh, I think it's doable. It's, I mean, it's real doable, and I think it would be so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would be. I mean, it, I mean, if you already have the road to getting back there, you know, you have spots for camping right now, but, you know, sky's the limit. and Just put the skiff on a buggy, you know what I mean, and yeah. just back it up into the river and then... And it's perfect. I mean, it dumps you right into Matagorda Bay, you know? Right. So, yeah. I th- and I don't th- I think it would be, you know, pretty easy to do that um, for the skiffs anyhow. Right. Um, but just one one thing at a time, you know, just yeah. constant. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you talk about talking to the land office and everything. I mean, everything that we've done has been kind of like, 
you know, learning who you got to talk to, what you got to do, you know, everything like that is a slow learning process. Uh But then at, at the end of it, once everything's completed, you're like, okay, so I just had to talk to these Oh, trust me. Now, this this whole, like, peer permitting thing is, like, overwhelming. Yeah. You know, like, the boat ramp, it's not too bad, you know, because the rivers, where my bank of the river, it's, like, very clear where the, the water is, right? right? Like, where they control or whatever. Uh-huh. And and it's like, dude, I could just slope my bank and just dump a skiff in there. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, that that I'm fine with, but, the, but, you know, obviously to get a peer, yeah. I got to, like, go through all the... So daunting, and I know as soon as I like, as soon as you're done, like the second pier, which I won't need to build, yeah, I'd be like, Oh, that's easy, I know exactly what to do, right? But right now, it's like a 20 page, you know, thing that I have to like fill out which parts and uh, such governmental crap, yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of ties into if you, you know, once you get to learn how to build the, the pier right, then you know, the next big hurricane that comes through and wipes out your pier you just got to build it again well well i think i'm pretty confident on building the pier you know it's the dice the paperwork stuff and that's your strong suit you know that's where we make a good team um but but yeah dude no it's 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 shaping up good man property is looking great that rain that we got to the whole place is green it's unbelievable how fast it greened up too just a little bit of rain yeah, I mean, I mean, it's still way behind. Like, there's still cracks in the ground. But, oh, yeah. um, I mean, we're be- we're way behind in Rockport too. I mean, we we were just out there and uh, took a look at our ponds, and they're pretty low. So. Dude, Rockport's the worst I've ever seen it. Yeah, my little rain gauge app that I have. Uh-huh. Rockport's the furthest behind. Yeah, it's, it's dude, it's wild, man. And and um, if we had time, we'd finish and we'd fix that back pond. Right. You know, but. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, we get some rain there. Everything will be back to normal. It helps that our water table is so high, you know, not very low below the gra- below the ground. So our pond doesn't go dry. Well, yeah, that's that's what's good about Rockport is because that pond is deep. It's never really going to go dry. So you keep the pressure off the fish, you yeah. know. And 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 I, and I think they're fine. Um, like if we had fish in the back pond, they'd all be dead. Yeah, but that front pond's deep enough. So yeah. right, good deal. Well, yeah. I mean, I think uh, what hurricane season goes to November thirtieth, right? Uh, but I don't know. After after early October, we're not out of the weeds, but most of the stuff gets pushed up towards Louisiana and Florida. Yeah, I agree. That's I think that's what we were talking about um, when we were fishing. I feel like. You know, like right now, sure, it could happen, but you just always see, especially when we get this first cool front coming in, you know, yeah. those hurricanes start to drift east, right? And uh, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's just me. Um, you know, I think we've been getting enough rain, at least in Matagorda, that I'm not really like wishing for something tropical. But um, yeah. yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. It's been a quiet season though, right? Like, I just don't Oh, think- yeah. I feel like everybody said it was going to be, like, off the charts, but surely, have you seen, like, how many named storms? It had to be low. No, I I haven't kept track of them. I mean, we had the one little storm that went south, and then everything else been on the east coast or kind of, like, on the on the east side of Florida, so. Tell you what, though, dude, I think uh, we're getting close to some good surf. Yeah. Um, I've been kind of, I've been looking at this week, and, and, 
I don't know, man. Maybe like Thursday. Oh, actually, I got I got a fish Thursday and Friday. Um, but yeah, I've been, you know, if we get a little bit of that northern come in, mm-hmm. we can get that offshore wind. Got a little bit of swell height, you know. You can you can get some good waves start to shaping up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't surf near as much as I wanted to this summer, but we got a li- we got a couple days in. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess talking about the surf, um, red tide was kind of a question that came up in September, right? There were a little bit of uh, sightings uh, along the upper coast and the middle coast of some fish kills. Um, I was looking around the Texas Parks and Wildlife website, and they've actually got a very detailed breakdown. Uh, you know couple days at a time or even you know a couple weeks uh where they monitor the upper coast the mid coast lower laguna madre and um i think it was about mid-september or or even uh late mid late september where um i saw some posts on uh, a couple of the matagorda facebook pages where there was some menhaden and i think uh scattered in there were some uh some other fish but um do you hear anything about uh, about that along the other areas of the coast? You know, not really the other areas. Um, I think, I don't know, maybe it's because I've just been in Matagorda working so much. Yeah. I feel like it kind of got hit hard. Maybe, um, you know, maybe Matagorda north, you know, up to Freeport or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was some other uh, some other fish along the beach around Surfside, but I don't think any of it really was attributed to a full on uh, red tide bloom. Um, they they constantly monitor the the water and take samples, and um, they they look at the concentrations of the of the al- algal blooms. But um, yeah, no, there. I don't. Now that we're towards the end of September. Um, all the all the reports up and down the Texas coast are showing no to low concentrations of red tide, so that's looking good. Um, but yeah, uh, anything else to add on that? Uh, no, I mean I think it's just unfortunate. I don't really feel like maybe I'm wrong again, but I don't really feel like there's like big fish killed. You know, yeah. I, I feel like it was just small. I think it irritated a lot of people. Right. Like the, the air, the, you know, what they were breathing, but I don't know all things considering the drought and the heat we had this summer. I feel like we got off fairly easy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, uh, moving on, Next next big trip on my list, outside of what we're doing with uh, exploring the Texas coast, I'm going to be going to Venice second week in November, get some offshore tuna fishing in, maybe do some inshore Louisiana fishing. I've never been to Venice. Have you? No, I, I haven't, man. I'm jealous. I wish I could I wish I wish could swing it, but I just, I just can't. Yeah, my uh, so one of my neighbors, he, uh, he went back in March, and they... They they had uh, I guess the limit is three tuna per person uh, yellowfin tuna and um, and I think the guides around there they they take boats of six fishermen offshore and they cap they have their own self cap at two fish per person is what he said when they went fishing and so I don't know if every charter does that but uh, we're gonna go out there and and hopefully load up on tuna and. And then maybe mess around inshore. So I have to let you know. I have to let uh, update all the listeners on how the Louisiana venture went. 
Yeah, that'll be cool, man. How how long are y'all going out there for? Uh, we're gonna go one day offshore, one day inshore. So it's gonna be kind of a short trip, but two days fishing. Yeah, yeah it'll be a short trip. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, coming back into Texas. So uh, you know, our uh, what we're gonna be talking about here. We were kind of around the Rockport area, right? But what there seems to be a lot of a lot of stuff happening in Rockport this month. Uh, you know, we're starting with the the 48th annual Sea Fair this yeah. weekend, October 6th through the 8th. Um, you know, they, they, they were already setting stuff up when we cruised through Rockport this past weekend. Yeah, man. I think, um, October, it kind of gets turned on, you know? Right. Um, you know, just, and I think we've been more in tune with that, with the, uh, rental properties and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, cause it seems like, man, the month before summer, it was dead, you know? And then the month right after summer, September yeah. died off again, but even with our bookings and, and stuff like that, October picks up. And you, normally, see, normally I'd be gearing up. This is going to be the first year that I'm not spending the fall in Rockport in, all, in quite a while. Yeah. You know, and and um, just how much work I got going on, right? But, yeah, dude, October's fun. Fall comes in. I think a lot of people come back down to the coast, and, and there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Yeah, they've got all sorts of stuff from boat show, car show, carnival, vendors, music, food. Um, they got they got music going pretty much all day. They're rotating out uh, artists, and um, it's set up to be a pretty big party. So if y'all are in Rockport this coming weekend, go check that out. The one thing I'm uh, pretty excited about is the solar eclipse on the 14th. Yeah, are you gonna go down there for it? I might. I mean, so you know, Emily, my wife, she's a science teacher, and she's she's. 100% into the moon phases and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, I mean, this may be, uh, you know, the the one time in our lifetime that a full uh, so, or solar eclipse occurs where it's, like, perfectly s- centered on the sun. Really? That's what I read. I don't know about that. I feel like there was just one of those, I don't know. Was there? Did you see it? Man, I feel like we were camping. I do. I really do. Like, in the recent time, in like at least a couple of years, we were camping at a state park and they were like, oh, y'all came for the solar eclipse? And I was like, what? Huh? And they're like, you didn't come for the solar eclipse? Like, it's going to be perfect tomorrow. You're right in the middle of that, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah. See, that's what I thought too. I feel like I've heard it multiple times. And then every time that some sort of astronomical event is about to occur, uh, that people are like, this is the last time you'll get to see this in your whole lifetime. It's like, you know, meteor showers or whatever it is. But um, no, that's what, uh, you know, a, a total solar eclipse in Rockport, Texas. Um, and that's, you know, right at noon. So I mean, that's cool. I think, I think it is a direct path, like right in the middle of the day. It'll be cool because it's, because, you know, it turns into, like, a giant shadow. It gets dark, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I've seen it. And it before. lasts about I've four minutes. I've multiple times. Multiple uh-huh. times. This is like a... It's like if you Well, had I a, think the way they get away with it is they say, this very well could be the last solar eclipse of your lifetime. If you die the next day. <laughs> <laughs> if you die within two years. Blanket statement. Um, that, that, you know, Google, we need, we need one of those. We need someone here with us to just Google stuff. Uh-huh. Cause I, I, Google could answer that super fast. Yeah. 
Well, we'll leave it up to the, the <laughs> listener to fact check us on that one. Um, but yeah, uh, what else? Uh, so the following weekend, we're going to be going, I think we've mentioned it before, but we're going to go to the Fly Trap second anniversary party, October 21st, right? Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, that's another one where they get all, a lot of good vendors, foods, drinks, raffles. Um, yeah, we're going to be giving away a two-night stay at Fish Camp Rockport, right? Yeah, it's going to be up there. Yeah, so y'all come hang out, come buy some raffle tickets, uh, enter for a chance to win. They, they've always got a lot of good stuff there, so come check it hey, out. And I think we've got one night available, because I, I think someone's checking out. Yeah. Saturday morning. Uh huh. So like if you're just coming to town, you know, you need a cheap, cool place to stay. Hey dude, we got Saturday nights open. Yeah. Otherwise sure. you can't because you gotta do the two night minimums for the weekend, right? But yeah, I think if someone has it booked Friday, they could probably get by with the one night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a spot open, so untamedout.com, go check out the the property in Rockport. You could book it up and uh come party at the fly trap. And we'll be there. Yeah. Come meet us. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> up close and personal. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, so any any uh, further updates on uh, Untamed, some house, housekeeping stuff? Um, like what, man? Well, uh, I, I know think... you got an idea. You're trying to... It's trying to, to uh, like segue me into something. We've been uh, we've been. Oh, my wild idea! Like yeah. the way to like go to like Untamed 2.0. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude, skiff rentals, man. I yeah. want to get into it so bad. What kind of skiff? Like pulling skiff. Yeah. You know, I, I I think that I just think and that's part of the reason why I'm building a boat ramp in Matagorda, right? Uh huh. Um, because I love I love the idea of like helping people adventure obviously you know it's you know it's like i don't really you know like i like guiding i like kind of teaching people the bays and stuff too but but yeah i just feel like i want like i like to adventure and i like to like help other people adventure and yeah i want to think i want to rent some poland skiffs yeah um really sounds very romantic yeah help people adventure help yeah dude i I think it's a a good thing that we like we know how to fix stuff because Yeah, I think I like work, <laughs> nonstop work. But yeah, dude, no, I've got a, I've got a really cool skiff in mind, like really basic, but um, you know, really easy, and just something that that people can hop in and um, and go for it, you know. And I mean, the reality of it is too is is you know, and even when I kind of look at the numbers, it's like, man, if you're buying a boat, you know, like, what, are you buying a boat to fish once a month? Like, that's mm-hmm. even tough on oh, yeah. payment. You know what I mean? Right. And and I I'm just willing to bet because I take a lot of people fishing and I take a lot of people fishing at boats that there a lot of people buy boats are not even going once a month. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And so well, that's always the that's always the argument, right? Is do you go enough to buy a boat or should you just hire a guide whenever you want to go? Yeah, for real. And um, or see and see personally, I I'm the DIY. I do everything, and I you know from build motocross tracks to to all sorts of stuff and, and yeah i think a real legit fishing skiff um you know trolling motor live well stuff like that so it's not just fly fishing but some that's light some that pole some that 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 drives real easy mm-hmm. um put together a good decent gps you know help people out with spots you know so you can kind of, can kind of use it as part of my platform to teach people you know the navigations and, and fishing and fly fishing 
And also too, just, you know, for their own adventures and being that we have a camp, right. Mm-hmm. Set up a little package where it can be there when they get there, you know, three day skiff rentals in Rockport, um, you know, or I can have it in the water waiting for them in Matagorda and kind of send them off down the river. And I mean, not a better spot to learn than that. Right. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I mean, if I had, you know, it's, just, I, I it's think, a big investment. Well, yeah. And as you said, too, it's going to be lots of broken stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of hurdles to navigate. And, uh, and yeah, I would love to know if people are interested. I mean, if somebody's interested. And, too, I think if you're doing Poland skiffs, that's a good entry level. And even if you have a bay boat, you might want to go, you might want to do a Poland skiff. You know, and that, that's kind of my idea. Start with Poland skiffs and, um, you know, maybe expand off that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That would be best case scenario, I think. I mean, hopefully you don't have the the people who are just coming to, you know, I guess it's not a pontoon boat, so you're not getting partiers just coming to stack max capacity on your boat. And, See, yeah, you know. you know, I think you can limit it to four, you know, because I've got a bigger skiff. I think you can limit it to four, and you can't really fit more than four on there, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, yeah, it's not like a pontoon. It's not like something else. I, I think it would be... Um, I, th- I think it'll work, man. I, yeah. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. We just got to have a GoPro on the on the pier that you're going to build, so that way we can get some good qualified moments. <laughs> <laughs> and, dude, that's for real, man. Like, that's honestly where all the mistakes happen, you know? Yeah. Grounding and oystery stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But, man, dude, the docking for yeah. trailering, you know? And um, so, yeah, I want to, I don't know. We might have to have, you know, um, when I was working in the oil field, you'd always have those, like, site videos. Like, if you go to, like, a BHP or, like, a big operator. Uh-huh. You know, we might have to have that, like, tablet to where it's, like... Or even, it's like, ConocoPhillips. Yeah, office. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you got to watch the video. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can't fast forward. <laughs> yeah, and then you got a little quiz at the end. No, that's funny. No, I, there's something that you've said before that I always kind of have in the back of my mind is especially around docks, is if you're going to do something dumb, do it really slow. Oh, yeah, dude. That's I know, man. Like, I feel like people... It's like that's the advice that you're paying money for. Right. It's so simple, but you just got to beat it into your head. Yeah. You know, I tell people, like, hey, if you're going to mess up, just mess up slow. Yeah. <laughs> and... um and man, it's it's. Uh, I think it's it's. I think, dude, it saved marriages. <laughs> it saved it saved a lot of property damage. You know, it saved a lot. I just tell them, hey, man, if you're on the ramp, like if you're gonna mess up, just do it slow. If you're unsure, just go slow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you forget that uh, back is reverse and forward uh, is drive. <laughs> that's, and yeah, dude, yeah, you get messed up in a hurry. Oh, that was awesome. Um, good deal. Well, let's. Uh, Let's jump into our trip for this past week, um, and we'll be talking about our, uh, you know, launching the boat at Cavasso Creek, right? So I don't think our listeners are probably not, I mean, if you've been to Rockport and driven down Highway 35 from Tyboli, you've passed where we launched Look, the boat. I just want to, yeah, you might not recognize it, like you might not know the name, but every angler out there, you know man woman child has seen this creek and has thought about fishing it because you can't drive past it without thinking that way right because you're looking right into st charles bay you know what i mean right you're looking back up into that ranch forget what ranch it is 
And, uh, and yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot of times it's empty. I mean, you know, we're just got kayaks or something out there. So you've, if you've driven to Rockport, you've thought about fishing this spot. Yeah. Well, and by, you know, uh, experience when, while we are pulling up the Creek, I think you called it every third car was hitting the rumble strips. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's it, man. Thinking about fishing and they see that boat and they're like, what's that boat doing? And uh, what are, the, what are those are those guys pulling up that creek? You know, yeah, um, yeah, for sure, dude. It's it's um, you know it's it's that mine fishing you know spots as you drive down the road. I um, I do it to every water I see, but in that but that's good water, so I know everybody's done that. Yeah, well, and and like you said, we passed it as we were building Fish Camp Rockport, and, and you know even before that, driving into Rockport, uh, you know, seen it. Every time, and every time we were passing it, especially working on Fish Camp Rockport, it was like, you know, 8.30 and at night, or it was like 5 in the morning. Mm. And so we passing it going, oh, someday we'll stop there, someday we'll stop there. And I think at one point, we did stop there and just kind of like stop off the side of the road and look to see what the ramp looked like. Uh, and this may have been last year or something like that. And that's when we kind of looked... Because there's a bridge, right? And so we kind of speculated, uh, is the if we bring the skiff over here, is the polling platform actually going to fit under that bridge? It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, it might ought to back up a little bit, too, because um, just so everybody's looked at that water, maybe not everybody's paid attention to where you park and where you can launch from, you know? Yeah. So it's just an overpass. It's a bridge, right? And, uh, and it just you just drive off the side of the road onto the side of the bridge you know, on the side of the bridge and it's just graveled, you mm-hmm. know, and the, and the ramp is, I mean, it looks like they've maintained it somewhat cause I could see where it's cut in, you know, straight and square, Yeah, but it's just, it's just a dirt, you know, sand bottom, you right. know, ramp. And, uh, and it gets deep enough, fast enough that you, you can drop a skiff off in there real easy. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely wasn't dry launching my skiff, but my skiff isn't really a dry on a dry launch trailer anyhow. I think you get a smaller, you know, like a Maverick HPXT or uh, you know something smaller skiff. I mean, shoot, you'd have no problem just dunking. Yeah, well, that's that. what I'm saying. I think any any skiff, yeah. any smaller boat, you you can launch from there. Yeah, um, probably real. It's real popular with kayakers. I see a lot of kayakers. Mm-hmm. Um, and um and yeah and, and the tide was up you know we had a high tide and we could still get under there with your polling platform yeah yeah i think we had about 18 inches clearance or something like that but yeah i guess um you know our plan was in cavasso creek goes away you know out you have saint charles bay and then off to the west, Cavasso's Creek goes up into uh, ranch land, right? And so there's not much that spurs off of it. It kind of winds back in there. And there's a couple um, kind of shallow, not so much marsh areas, but kind of, you know, shallow uh, pools and semi-back lakes that kind of come off of that creek that we, my thought in looking at the map was we'll pull up there, and, uh, you know, kind of work the shorelines and see if there's any any uh, redfish chasing mullet or maybe the shrimp are back there. But we didn't see any shrimp. Um, just no, I didn't see any shrimp, which was a bummer. Yeah, a ton of mullet. We didn't, really didn't see much action. Maybe a couple redfish at most. Yeah. Gar. Um, yeah, so when we were going back up into that ranch, um, it's a pretty deep creek. I mean, probably two feet. 
two or three feet in the yeah, middle Yeah, I mean, of there's some spots the in the middle that were, you know, four, mm-hmm. maybe seemed a little deeper because in some spots you had about two feet of mud and then a, and then a solid hard bottom, but... Yeah, and there's a few spots that that you had some flooded grass, you yeah. know, and, and that was cool, and, you know, those were some good fishable spots, but a lot of it is real strange is that that creek bottom, it's got a lot of, um, it's real wide. Mm-hmm. And and it looks like a very like solid bank, but it's actually not. Like on the other side of that bank, it's just it's got a lot of water, you yeah. know. That's that's got like little bitty trails cut through it and stuff. So it's real interesting when we got the drone up and got to look at it, got to film the boat riding, you know. Yeah, um, we went far. I didn't put it on the GPS. How many miles did we go back up there? You know, it was on my uh, map, but I didn't glance at how far back we went on there. Um, I mean, I'd guess. Maybe, you know, four or five miles, probably. Pulling. Yeah. <laughs> well, Looking. I mean, I mean, we were trying. We were we were not going to let a fish buy us, but, you know, just it wasn't there. No. And uh, I, we didn't go all the way to the back of the, because it eventually, according to the map, it eventually dead ends at a, like a crushed concrete ranch road or something like that with a little culvert or something, but. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it just collects all the runoff from that ranch and then, but we hadn't had well, much it's tide. It's all so. tidal. The yeah. whole Creek's tidal because we were going in with an ingoing tide. Yeah. Kind of why we could pull so far. Right. And, um, and, but yeah, it's cool. I, I could definitely see timing it right and getting some fish up in there and having a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, the good, the good thing about that spot is too, is that it dumps right into St. Charles. Yeah. Well, and what originally intrigued me about that place was I'd heard stories of people back in the day, and I'm talking about like 20, 30 years back, that, you know, it's not uncommon, and we don't see it too much down here on the Texas coast, but uh, river bottom fishing up up in the panhandle, west, you know, western hill country, and even uh, up in the northern states, like I know... Uh, very common to go whitetail hunting on river, you know, fishing the river bottoms. And not so much uh, up there is more, you know, river bottoms surrounding public land. But technically up until uh, a couple of months ago. Because, yeah, that 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 spot that's how i was trying to describe it it's it's a really wide flat area where that creek touches uh-huh. and because it's tidal and you can navigate it yeah you 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 kind of get a big swath of land that you could hunt on right or could it have hunted on. used to be able to yeah i would think so yeah yeah so i mean but i think all, all that uh as far as from since august if uh, if you caught wind of Senate Bill 1236, that talks about not being able to utilize any uh, firearms such as rifles, handguns, um, for the reason of hunting game animals, um, even shotguns with slugs. Um, so that does those are the things it omits, but it does not omit duck hunting. So duck hunting with steel shot. Um, uh, some of the other random details are if you have alligator tags, you can still go up a creek and shoot alligators with a firearm, and you can shoot venomous snakes um, and uh, rodents, I think. But other than that, like, so basically you can't hunt pigs and nilgai and whitetail from uh, from river or creek 
creek bottoms or creek areas. Such so a weird law. And I saw a bunch of people, and and I wish I kept up with that a little bit better. But I mean, that's insane. Like, how could we do anything that limits hunting opportunities in Texas? Oh yeah, well, especially with the lack of you know or lack comparatively of public land access, right? So you can't. And so that law is like specifically saying you can't hunt game from navigable water. Right. Dude. Like that's lobbying for you. Congratulations, giant ranches. You know, it's like, it's like if these conservation easements weren't enough at us common folk, you know, they want to like, they want to cut off the hunting too. You know, they're like, you know what? We've got all the land. But uh, but we got to protect this land. So why don't we make sure we buy more and make sure nobody else can buy it and they'll put it in an easement, you yeah. know? And it's like, it's like, good God, dude, this place is shrinking so fast. Well, and yeah, I mean, not to harp on it too much, but I mean, people up in in northern states deal with it too. I mean, rivers running through private property and landowners not wanting people to utilize that water access right yeah well texas is good on that one because we can access you know the rivers the lakes you know stuff like that because yeah i mean there's a a lot of those properties up you know a lot of those rivers up north you know that's the float trips like they have to float they can't touch the bottom right you know so i mean we're, we're pretty good on that you know but basically that's all texas has for access man is this public waters dude uh yeah. That's crazy. On I and I can't believe they would do anything to limit hunting on pigs. Yeah. You know, like they should be like they should be like oh man, they should be you know, they should be at you know, doing stuff to increase that hunting. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe non-indigenous rodent, maybe you could make a case that that a pig is a non-indigenous rodent. I mean, we might have to ask the science teacher, but I'm <laughs> um, just not sure pigs are rodent. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I, that's uh, just a little tidbit of what, what kind of drew me to that creek too, because I'd heard stories of people going back there. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a very cool place. Um, like you said, it I think if we hit it at the right time, maybe get a couple cool fronts to get some reds reds up there chasing shrimp. And, um, you know, if they're back there, they're, you're just going to be on you know the whole time if they're back there so oh i mean that's what's great you know and it's small you're not gonna really be able to share that you know what i mean so yeah i I could see some some really really you know fun times there um but you know and i like what we did because i think if i was gonna go back you know we we wanted to get all the way back there and see you know and that way we knew what we're looking for hey we can kind of if we went back, we could run up there really quick looking for the signs we normally look for, you know, mm-hmm. looking for bait, looking for shrimp, looking for birds. Yeah. Um, you know, we could do that really fast. And then if not, hey, it's a very short trip to, you know, back lakes and marsh off St. Charles or the whole St. Charles shoreline, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you've got, you know, you could launch from there in a skiff. You get, you're going to get a little further away, a little, you know, more north, you know, up St. Charles here and get away from that really heavy skiff traffic that that pays got, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's a cool spot, man. I think, it, I think it should be utilized. Kayaks would be great too, man. I mean, it's a, it's, that's, that's a doable paddle to get back to where we went into St. Charles too. You know? Right. 
Yeah, because I mean that as after we came out of the creek, we ran out, and there's kind of it opens up the creek opens up into St. Charles, and then there's kind of a point off the northwest side, and there's a couple marsh systems back there, so. We jumped in one and kind of pushed around, kind of the same story, mullet back there. And it's kind of the same story kind of along the mid-coast, too. I mean, uh, one of my buddies was fishing uh, some of the marsh areas in Matagorda and still just packed a mullet, uh, maybe saw one or two redfish, and, um, you know, just waiting for the, the cool front to come through. Yeah, no, we've been doing, no, I, there's there's plenty of good fishing right now. Um, we, we were strictly fly casting you know and that's not always what you would recommend for trying something new or cover new ground hey if you're strictly a fly fishing person then we'll obviously go for it you know but you know we had you had the trolling motor off we had all the unnecessary stuff out batteries out all that stuff so i mean we were light we were able to move pretty good on the pole and uh, and we had the fly rods if we would have covered more ground would have had top waters out we could have made something happen there too yeah um, but, but I mean, that was it. And, and I beat up that whole place with the same fly, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we, I, you know, you know, it mainly because we were looking and just couldn't find what we were looking for, you know, but I was throwing that one really that you know, that shrimp imitation, it was that really lightweight, really lightweight, small fly that I got, um, very minimalist. So it, it's not weighted, but it'll still, you, it'll get down because it doesn't have too much to hold it up. You know, mm-hmm. I like that one cause I can cover the, the water columns and I, and I can get attention, but, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. The wind picked up on us. Yeah. You know, that kind of hurt pulling your skiff. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I just pulled you all morning when I knew the wind was going to be sub 10 miles an mm-hmm. hour. And then, Hey, my turn to fish <laughs> Wind yeah. boosts up. Five or ten miles an hour. Yeah, let's go that way into the wind. <laughs> yeah. Now we did that, and uh, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I still want to explore more because I've never been really uh, on many much of the shoreline of St. Charles Bay, and I think that shoreline looks really cool too. Um, up on that northwest side, I mean, we re- we saw those guys waiting where. I don't know if they got dropped off or they walked over there or what, but, I mean, that water all looked really cool. Yeah, it got too windy. We got blown out. That's yeah. why I was ready to get out of there. But um, but I like it. I mean, those shorelines, they're easy pulling. You know, you can normally uh, make some pretty good speed, you know, kind of picking off fish. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, a lot of times you'll find a real hard bottom and a um, fairly hard bottom. And, 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 yeah, I mean, you just get on there and you go and... Um, and you're definitely going to be finding like um, singles, you know, um, stuff like that. Small little schools, not really like the back lakes where they're really just. I mean, you could. There's no. There's no doubt you could. De- but typically, when you're sharing a bay with that many people, you're not getting those big piles of schools. You're going to find in some back lake that's hard to get to. You know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um... Yeah, so what, uh, I mean, other than the wind pushing us off, what was the other motivating factor to get off the water? Oh, yeah, I know I know why you're saying this, because uh, when, when we got that phone call, I was I was ready to go. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, we finally got this, you know, not really finally, because the city's been pretty good, but, yeah, the city's going to come put a culvert in on our other property that we have in Rockport. Yeah. And, uh, and that's cool. That's, uh, man, that property was we've got that we've had that property for a while and um 
And looks like we're, we're finally making some progress on it. Yeah, so uh, we've mentioned it before, but just across from Cove Harbor, right, mm-hmm. um, 16th Street, there's we got the uh, little a block there, 2.6 acres, and yeah, we've a bit, we've been um, kind of, you know, this you, we've we've known what we wanted to do and just haven't had a chance to do it. And obviously, you working at Matagorda and and us uh, everything that we've got going on. But yeah, like you said, we got. Got the call from the city, and and uh, I when I told you that uh, we had to go from the city to the county, and, or from the county to the city because that road is in city jurisdiction, and told you that they were going to put it in at no cost to us other than the cost of the culvert pipe. I think you didn't you didn't oh, believe me. No, I didn't. I was like, <laughs> ah, let's do this now. Um, yeah, for sure, man. Because I mean, that property doesn't really fit uh, the portfolio that we're looking to make, so. We've been wanting to sell it. We haven't put a lot of effort into it, and and we've had a couple offers, you know, fall through. But man, it's such a cool property. I can't believe it's not snatched up. And and it's that core. It's the core of engineers in that like Supreme Court case where they're like the wetlands case, you know, because uh-huh. the core's backed up. And so yeah, we got wetlands on the property, obviously, but it's only about it's less than an acre of the you know two point six acres mm-hmm. and I, and I think that that's kind of kept a lot of people away but now they're they've made their ruling you know we're gonna have that delineation done we're gonna have the access you know I, I think that that property is gonna sell pretty quick oh yeah that, that place is awesome I, and there's water on the back side of the property that ties to the water that goes to you know over to the harbor and uh, I mean there's no doubt there's there's fish that run back oh in there. well i mean you know if i if i wasn't working like 14 jobs and have like 14 <laughs> major projects while like raising a family i'd love to build a house there right not even do not even do like a business like just to have like the coolest house that overlooks estes that won't have neighbors and that you can golf cart to your like dry stacked boat <laughs> you know go like come on man like that's my retirement plan <laughs> right Oh yeah, man. And uh no, that's good. Uh so yeah, that was kind of the turning point. We called it and and headed back and met the met the guys out there and uh went and grabbed some lunch, but you know, we started we started talking cuz it'd been a couple of weeks since we got to fish and it seems like uh you know, got to throw a rope around Travis and get him out of Matagorda to go fish anywhere. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, we were uh we went to go try a new place at lunch. We were kind of talking, all right, well, what are we going to do? You know, I've got to pin you down now. Where are we going to go fishing? And uh, Dude, you can't because, and we're coming into winter, so it's like surf's getting better, right? I've got my own moto track now. <laughs> going to have my own boat ramp. Like, I'm not going to leave. Like, I'm just going to stay there in Matagorda forever. Yeah, so I'm going to have to just go pick you up and uh, get you out of bed, put you in the truck. <laughs> Yeah, dude. No, for real though. I think what we we decide we either and to keep up with the theme of the podcast, I think it's time for Port O'Connor or Sabine, right? You know, and I think we got to pick one of those yeah. and uh, and go for it. Well, and I I am down for either one. I am very uncertain about Sabine because I've never even. I mean, I think the closest I've been to Sabine is driving through Beaumont. <laughs> To go to Florida. <laughs> Beaumont, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, Sabine is definitely, that is our, um, I don't know, if that that's our least, that's our weakness. It's kind of like our weakness on the coast, right? Because we have, 
I have, you have zero experience. Right. I have, like, back in my kayak fishing get days, I used to fish out there. And, um, and, uh, and that's a shame, too, because when you look at it, like, where, we're, where we live, you know, like, where we're recording this podcast, mm-hmm. it's, like, not the closest place <laughs> to get to the water, yeah. but it's almost the closest place we can go to to get to the water. Right. And, uh, and yeah, man, I'm kind of down. I say we go after it. I think we're the right time of year. Um, I think that obviously redfish and flounder, you know, and, and trout, you know, I, I, I think it's just the right time of year. And before, um, they shut down that flounder, you know, fishing. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards the bean, although I'm going to have to break out my maps, my hotspot maps. I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to just attack it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think it's new, or I guess it's definitely new, but it's not because the what it looks like on a map is it's it's a couple of lakes that are tied to the one inlet, you know, and a uh, bunch of back marsh area, right? And so, as long as we can launch the skiff, get put get put in a good spot, I mean, you could just start one spot and you know bounce over oh for sure it's endless you know there's so many back lakes over there too that that i mean man you could get lost over there right and uh, and yeah and 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 we know you know coming from the upper coast it's not a huge stretch it's not like the stretch from the upper coast to to somewhere in the mid coast or or the lower coast right you know where, where the where the water changes the bottom type changes and um so yeah no we can attack it and and, and we can find a lot of cool stuff yeah well and <clears throat> you know since we're not quite into the full swing of fall that's why i was thinking port o'connor because you have such the such the movement of water in those two passes right there and all those all that marsh is right there adjacent to all that water moving in and out of the gulf and so that maybe that might be uh a good opportunity at the beginning of fall, but I mean, I'm down to hit Port O'Connor in the full swing of fall too. Well, yeah, we'll do Port O'Connor. I mean, I got a lot of buddies down there that, that I got to fish with and, um, I've been talking to Jody and he wants to shoot some videos, yeah. you know, and man, I feel like I'm getting better. I'm getting better at videos, dude. Like I, I haven't been posting much on social, but like I'm getting my drone skills tuned in. Uh huh. You know, I've got the stuff. It's just impossible for me to do it. Like, you just can't be a captain and a videographer. Like, oh, God, it's impossible. Oh, yeah. well, I not to, fun. I had to pretty much strap your drone to your arm and bring it on the boat. Well, with us. and that's the problem, too, because then even then when I'm not, you know, the captain, right? Like, it's like, it's like my one, it's like not even my one day off. It's like my one four hours off. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I don't want. I don't want to shoot the videos or take the pictures, but, but, you know, I think, I think it, 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 you know, kind of, you know, goes up and down like everything, right? Take a little yeah. break, get recharged and well, go after you, So Yeah. You're, aren't you glad we got the drone out we got some pretty good shots of the skiff. Right oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah Cavasso Creek. I mean, it's just one of those iconic spots where you, all the cool kids on Instagram or, you know, have their skiffs running through the back lakes, you know, yeah. like it, it's. It's a super cool spot. It makes great videos. And, yeah, I'm glad. We, and I enjoy doing that stuff, too. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. No, so I, I think we'll do we'll do. I mean, we're prop. Honestly, looking at it, it's probably like I don't even know why we have to pick one of these because it's basically like we're gonna do one and then the next one we're gonna do the other. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we may. We're gonna watch. I mean, we're a little bit far out from uh, actually looking at the weather, but. I mean, I'm thinking I'm going to be out for most of next week. And so really looking at like the 20th probably. Uh, but I don't know. We'll have to see what we can make work. And then that's the weekend we're going to Rockport for the fly trap weekend. So, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll see what we can make happen. But, uh, you know, that Sabine is interesting too because I don't know if you've seen or been following and maybe the list, our listeners have. There's a couple husband and wife that are doing a thing called chasing the tide film where they're walking 370 oh, miles from Sabine. The down Flaybergs, to, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Down to oh, South man. Padre Island. Yeah. That's cool. I'm glad I didn't get on my like rich ranch rant with the conservation easements too much. Cause <laughs> that would be very counter to them. Yeah. Um, but that's a really cool project they have. Dude, super cool project. I'm glad you brought that up. They're doing it right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah they just started yesterday. Yeah. So I think uh, I forget what they were anticipating for, um, for finish time. Maybe like twenty days or something like that. Yeah. But I know uh, that's something you've always tried to pitch to me on uh, just doing a random adventure and maybe walking up, uh, up and down Matagorda Beach. See, there you are, man. You're letting some rich people beat us to it. Uh-huh. Um, no, they're they've got a full tilt deal. They got a giant crew. They got support. They, yeah, they're staying right. in all sorts. I know a bunch of people that's, they're staying in some super cool places and, 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 um, they're not dirt bagging it, right. <laughs> you know, Yeah. but, um, but they're real deal conservationists. I mean, they, they, they've got a, they've got a, They've got it. They've got it all, and and I can't wait for them to publish that film and get it out there to the you know the big screen. You yeah, know, it'd be cool. Yeah, would be cool to check it out. Maybe it'll be. Uh, well, no, it won't be in the fly fishing film tour, but it'll be. It'll probably be out whenever uh, they get done and, and edited. And I, yeah, like that, so. surely they're gonna have some type of. Uh, you know, they'll have some cool event, right? And, yeah, and put it up in these. You know, they, I don't, you know, I mean, I go to the stuff too, right? They'll show it in Houston and get everybody fired up in the cities and, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. I mean, it's good. It's good to bring, you know, me, I, I go back and forth. I love helping people go on adventures, right? And, uh, but sometimes I just want to keep it all to myself too, because I, I see what, I know what happens. Yeah. Well, the only but, way you can, uh, you can promote conservation is to get other people to use the resource. Right? Yeah, so. I, I agree, man. And that's, and that's what we're doing, right? You yeah. know, we're on the same stuff. So it's cool, man. I think that video is going to be cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that doesn't uh, mean you don't have, get to, you, you're still going to have to go walk the coast with me well, let's go. or bike it uh-huh. or do, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. Could we like dirt bike it? <laughs> Like, can, you, can we get, like, a raft that we could pack on dirt bikes or something, you know? Yeah, well, see, yeah, you, the the biggest passes, uh, you might have a hard time getting a dirt bike across, but on an inflatable raft. But. You might have a hard time getting a <laughs> dirt bike across. On we'll just build a ramp on either side of the jetties and just launch from one side to the other. No, that's awesome. So, um, anything else on uh, on our planning section? I think uh, I think we've covered it. We're going to... Wait for uh, wait for fall to hit, hopefully soon, and uh, and look for the school in Redfish in the back marsh. 
Yeah, dude, that's all I've got. One other thing to add to people is that, hey, man, they don't call uh, this coast Tarpon Alley for nothing. And, like, right now is the time. So we've got a pretty straightforward plan, like, through fall. It's like we're going to be in the back lakes. We're going to be fly fishing. We're going to be fly casting. We're going to do that all the way, you know. But for the next month, dude, if the surf's laid down, there's no swells. There's, like, there's one place that you, you got to go. And, uh, and that's, you know, obviously off the beachfront. So we'll see. We just yeah. got to play it by ear. Right on. Well, as always, you can check out what we're up to on Instagram at Untamed Out and Facebook as well at Untamed Out. Um, if you want to see us go on a particular adventure or have a question, you can drop us a DM on social media or reach out via email at info at untamedout.com. That's it. Head it out. Head it out. <laughs>